I had an old school dude tell me one time, uh, he told me that the, the, the barber, the hairstyling game, period, is just like the pimp game. Cop block and blow. <laughs> cop block and blow, man. You know what I'm saying? So you, you cop them, you block cats from getting them, and if they leave, blow them on out the door. Damn. <laughs> it is what it is. Toxic Tangents Podcast. Well, let's get into this. Welcome to another episode of Toxic Tangents. I got a special guest in the building, as always. I always say that. His name is Donatello. Not the Ninja Turtle, the barber. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I am a celebrity barber. Basically. <laughs> Before we get into this episode, make sure you like, share it with one person. Follow us, all right? Follow us on IG and all that. Let's get into this interview. So... Sir, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, especially great. after that, that cut. Uh, I just went from like a seven to a nine, mm-hmm. man. You are looking a little spiffy right now. Dude, I'm, I'm going to step spiffy. out tonight. You might you might pull something. <laughs> you might pull something. I got to pay some child support. It's all your fault. Oh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, shoot, you going to go half on it or what? Half on the abortion or no, no I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I might buy you a couple gallons of milk. <laughs> I might do something like that for you. Yeah, man, he is cold <laughs> with it though. I'm not. I'm not even playing, man. Coldest barber in Colorado, that's for sure. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, yeah. man. I really appreciate it. I get that a lot, and that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing for people to say that about me. You know, I can't. You're not supposed to give yourself credit. You're supposed to let people give, give you the credit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Keep it humble. But it is what it is. Uh, I like what I do. I like what I do. And uh, my, I have a saying that uh, if you like what you do, if you love what you do, they're going to love what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not really a job to me. I got a whole bunch of friends that sit in my chair you know, every 30 minutes. That's how I look at it. Y'all my partners. All of y'all my partners, man. So let me ask you, how did you how did you get into cutting hair? I got into cutting hair, man. It's a I'll make a short story short. My grandmother my grandmother did it because I broke my leg in college. Um I was playing football and uh, I was actually at home over a over um Christmas break riding a motorcycle with my friends. And I had a wreck, broke my leg, lost my scholarship, went down to Atlanta with my grandmother and where my mother was, they had some shops down there. And I actually went to one of the colleges, one of the colleges that was recruiting me out of junior college was Georgia Tech. So I went went down there one day and uh, I was sitting in the the bleachers uh, watching them practice. One of the coaches noticed who I was, noticed me. And he was like, you know, said my name, Donnie. And I, so he came over and talked to me a little bit. And it just kind of crushed me, bro. It really crushed me. Uh, being transparent, I went. After I got through talking to him, I hobbled my way back on the Marta and went back to the shop where my grandma was. My grandmother was my biggest fan. She's a, she's a big lady, six foot, 300-pound lady. But she was a big football fan. My uncle was Dwayne Thomas, played for the Cowboys. So... 
I get back in the shop and I'm telling my grandma. Wait, that, that's why you're a Cowboys fan today. That's, that's, I'm from Texas and Man. that is why I'm a Cowboys like fan. Because Growing my, up. My uncle. <laughs> let's not talk about the Cowboys yeah, right yeah, now. You say, know how I am about my Cowboys. My dad always so. hated on the Cowboys growing up. He hated <laughs> Did them. he? I think he hates everything about right, Texas for right, some reason. Right, right. right but anyways. <laughs> so anyway, short story even shorter. Um, I get back to the shop. And my grandmother is, uh, she's there, and I get to crying. I start crying. I mean, I started bawling like a baby. You know what I'm saying? Big old six foot one, two hundred and fifty pound dude, bench pressing four hundred pounds. I'm crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandma is holding me and all that. So after you know, we settled down for a little bit. She said, uh, "Go over there and pick that up right there. It was a curling iron. It was one of the old school curling irons. That's what they used to use back then." So I go over there and pick the curling iron up, bro. And she uh, started showing me how to twist it around and stick my pinky finger in there, right? Twist it around, clack, 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 stick it around, clack, stick it, turn it, stick it in, clack, clack, clack. So uh, she had me do that all day, (laughs) all day, bro. Then the next day she started teaching me how to remember when everybody used to wear jerry curls. Mm. I used to be the king of rolling jerry curls Ah. back in the day. So uh, she um, taught me how to roll up the jerry curls and then my mom Took a hold of it, and me and my mom used to race. Wait, so this, this is 80 what? This is 88, 89. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, me and my mom used to race, and we had got to where we could roll a whole head in 15 minutes, 12 minutes, stuff like that. And uh, then they uh, they sent me to a school. They sent me to a school in, in North Carolina called Dudley's. Then they sent me to a school. For, well, I'm going too fast first they sent me to a school to learn how to cut hair then they sent me to a school to um for black hair then they sent me to a school for white hair so i was going to school like i was in damn college like for three years in a row man so that's really how i got to what people call today that's what what they call i'm good at it you know that's how it happened between my mother and my grandmother taking care of me and taking me under their wing and giving me a giving me a profession that's, that's taking care of me, man. Mm-hmm. Taking care of five kids. So in short, that's that's how I, I really became. I'll I'll go back and I tell you what. One one day when they first started when they first started trying to make me uh, be a hairstylist, I was I was fighting it, bro. I was fighting it because every shop that my mom ever had. It was gay dudes doing hair. <laughs> it was gay dudes, bro. And I was like, uh, nah, nah. Y'all not finna make me no punk, right? And that's back then. That where, was back then. people that, ain't cool. And, yeah, yeah, like yeah, now. yeah. And, you know, them, them cats was all flamboyant and everything, bro. And I was like, nah. So they took me down the street to this one dude uh, that, that my mom knew. He had a shop. Took me down there and uh, he let me hang out with him for a day. Me and him, fast friends still right now today. 30-something years later. But um, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this dude, man. I'm watching him, and I'm getting towels for him, you know, stuff like that, helping him out in the shop, whatever he needed. And I'm I'm watching him shampoo these females. He's shampooing them. And I'm watching them moan. <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. Bro, they moaning. And, you know, he got all the, the fresh clothes on. He got the diamond rings they and everything. Really on. Man, they was moaning. They was going to sleep. They was like, oh, man, this feels so good. All that type of orgasm? stuff. They probably was. 
So the chair was a little then, wet. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, you know, later on that day, we, we leave. We go get something to eat. And we go get in his bins. Mm. He takes me to his crib. Ain't nobody there. He lived by himself in a big old four, five bedroom crib. And he got a bins. He got a business. I was like, oh. I'm in. Right. It sucked me in right then. Right. That's right then. <laughs> so that's what's sitting out there in my driveway right now. I'm a product of him. Sure. I'm a product of him. So yeah, that's that when I seen that and he was a straight dude, me and him go to the club and hang out and do all the stuff that we did, man. That's what got me into doing hair. Man. That's my story, man. <laughs> so you what? That means you've been cutting hair with Thirty, uh-huh. thirty-two years. I've been licensed since ninety-two. Ninety-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Been licensed since ninety-two, and I'm still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you cold with it. I'm, I'm for real. Y'all check out his IG too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the uh, in the show notes and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> being underscore Donatello. I say it again. Being B E I N G underscore Donatello is my Instagram. So that was. Cause you from Kansas, right? Yes, I'm from Kansas. So what what brought you out here to to Colorado? My mother, my mother. I'm a mama's boy. I ain't gonna even tell you no lie. Big time mama's boy. Uh, she wanted to move out here because it was an opportunity, opportunity out here. So we moved out here. It was one of the top three. I think it was in the top three cities to move to. The city was growing um, back then. So we actually went to Colorado Springs. And then I, I branched off and moved up here on my own because, you know, when I, I started getting known in the barber industry, in the hairstyling industry, um, I probably I needed a bigger city, mm. a bigger city. I always wanted to do the Broncos and the Nuggets. And and then by, back then, that's when MMA was coming. So I was doing MMA fighters and all that. And I started fighting my damn self. So what, so, what year is this? This was in... 2006. Okay. 2006 when I moved up here. But how how did you make that those connections initially to start cutting, you know, these these pro athletes? Just being in the shops that I was in. You know, those guys would come through and I hate to sound weird, but they would be sitting at, you know, one of the Bronco players or somebody might be sitting in another barber's chair and then they'll look over there and see me. Nice, nicer with it. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, and, you know, then that, yeah, 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 that ease their way over to my chair or something like that, man. That's pretty much how it happened. I remember one one uh major one major um basketball player for the Nuggets. I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, he always used to sit over there and, you know, <laughs> throw those looks at me and nod his head at me and stuff like that. Finally, he eased his way on in there. And mm-hmm. then he started bringing her. He brought a friend. He brought another another player. Stuff like that. You can't, like, disrespect the guy that you mm-hmm. at that shop for. And, no. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, you know, I got this thing that, uh, you know, I'm not married to no client. He can go and sit in whoever chair you want to sit in. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't find myself having to explain that to uh, some younger barbers. But, uh, you know, we're not married to none of these clients. If you take a get a client from me, man, my feelings ain't gonna be hurt. Man. Well, see, you you're good at what you do, so you mm-hmm. can do that. Somebody who don't really get too many clients, it's like, you know, saying they little few clients that they do get mm-hmm. go somewhere else, and now they crying. Well, it's like a dude that don't really got no girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one or two that go, you be like, oh man, <laughs> that's true. 
That is true. In but other words, he's a player when it comes to the barber game. If you see what I'm saying? He got it like that. I had an old school dude tell me one time. Uh, he told me that the 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 barber, the hairstyling game, period, is just like the pimp game. Cop block and blow. <laughs> cop block and blow, man. You know what I'm saying? So you, you cop them, you block cats from getting them, and if they leave, <sighs> blow them on out the door. Damn. It is what it is. Damn. <laughs> don't trip on it, man. You don't trip on, yeah. on losing a client. You're not supposed to. Most of the time, most of, every time that I've uh, ever lost a client, even to this day right now, if I lose a client, uh, two show up. Right. <laughs> two or three always show up, so I don't really yeah. trip on that. You know, and I think it's a lot in the mindset, too. A lot of people, you know, you can't get down on yourself. And you even had to start vetting them more because you were getting too many clients. Like, imagine having the problem of too many clients, too much business. Yeah, in these later years now, I'm starting to cut that back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to work all day uh, like that. All just 20 clients, 25 clients. I don't want to do that no more. I really don't don't have to, you know. I learned how to... Um, I up my prices a little bit, <laughs> you know, up your prices a little bit, calm down, you know. Some longevity. I'm still in the game at 55 years old, still putting in work. Right. So, that's it. So, what are, what are, what are a few of the challenges of being a barber? Jealousy is the main, is probably the main one. Jealousy. Especially in if what, you, when, when you, when you get, when you considered good or whatnot, that can be a problem. You know, it's, it's, it can be lonely. It can be lonely in there, and that's that's serious talk. Um, it can be lonely because, you know, people don't want to talk to you. Mm. Or you got some celebrity might come sit in the chair or whatever, and, you know, they don't. They're they looking at that, and they want to be you. You know, stuff like that. They won't let you. People won't let you tell them how to do what you did, you know? Yeah, does that make sense to you? No. They won't let they won't let you they won't let you um teach them. Teach them. It's not it's more than just just flicking a clipper on somebody's head. It's personality, it's how you smell, it's how you talk, it's it's creating, you know, the bonds that you create in there. Just like me and you, we have a bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We uh we more than just barber and client, you know, we're uncle and nephew. Mm-hmm. You call me unk. Sometimes I call your nephew most of the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And sometimes I forget your name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> Some, not even mad. <laughs> sometimes I forget your name because I call your nephew all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And you know, and that's that's what it is. It's it's it it can cause a problem because a lot of cats you you'll watch you'll look at them. And if you go in a barbershop and you see a cat, he won't even have a conversation with his client. They won't even say nothing. You ask him what he want, they'll do the whole comp, the whole haircut without saying nothing to each other. Mm. I don't do that. I don't do that. I learned that. And that's what made you bring three or four people to me that you've brought, you know, and, and somebody else and somebody else do the same thing. So that's that's one of the downfalls is just having having personality yeah. uh, kills other people. I hate that. So you talk, in other words, you saying other barbers is getting a little jealous. jealous. Yeah, they get jealous behind that. Hmm. They get jealous behind your relationships with your clients, and then um, and uh, your workmanship. I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely, definitely workmanship. But you know, 
I'm I'm known. I'm known across the country. I'm known. I know you know people call me from other countries and they go go on my Facebook and stuff like that and get in my messenger and ask me questions about. I get a lot of people from Africa, Australia, um, England hitting me up all the time asking me how did you do this cut? Uh, what is it? How do you do that? What clipper do you use? Or whatever stuff like that. And that uh, that type of stuff causes jealousy, mm-hmm. you know. But the new barbers nowadays, they won't come up to me. Right. They won't come up to me and be like, how did you do that? You know, if if it's a live person, a live person in the shop that I work in, right. you know, they won't come up and be so like. people be on like, the internet. Yeah, you know, those, now those people, they'll, you know, for some reason it's, it's like that. I don't know why. It's like that, but uh, well, that's because internet has caused a deterioration of communication. <laughs> and I'm a millennial saying that it's, it's the truth. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm part of the problem too. Yeah, so. they'll find me. They'll find me. They'll go on my IG and my, like I said, my messenger or whatever, and ask me all kind of questions. But somebody that works right across the way from me, seeing me over there, bang a cutout, mm. or what? He won't come over and say nothing because they they looking at you like competition. Probably. And they shouldn't be because if I stand on top of this roof. you can never. First what? of all. <laughs> it's what? like you could never. <laughs> well, you can. And I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind teaching somebody to be as so-called good as I am. Um, if I stand out on top of this roof, roof, bro, and I look out all over this city, I can't cut all these people. Right. It's enough money out there for everybody. Right. It's enough money. And I would rather be in a shop. With five cats, they can bang them out. Mm. They can bang them out. Then just be one cat, they can bang them out. You know what I mean? Isn't that, that puts more pressure on you. Yeah, it put a lot of pressure on me. And that's something that I've been dealing with for some years now. But So now, you know, I'm exclusive now. I'm exclusive and I'm cutting out of my house now. And I've, I, I get to say who I want to cut and yeah. be around y'all. And we can sit here and talk and laugh. And y'all can get over there and get you a drink if you want to. Sit back, talk shit, and swallow spit. That's how we do it. That's crazy. See, you hear that? There's a lesson in this. Whatever you do, it doesn't have to be cutthroat. No. When you come together, there's enough money out there. In, in, in everything, there's always enough money for everybody to eat. It is, man. Especially when you start hearing about Elon Musk's and these and that's. And all that money, trillions and billions, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. How come I ain't got that piece of the pie yet? Right. How many, how many bottles of water? How many people make bottles of water? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's, it's, a, it's a few hundred. It's enough a money. A bunch of brands. And they all, when I go in there, you know, most of the time, I just grab one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's enough money for everybody. Everybody eating. And that's how it should be. That's that's a black people thing, too, that I have a problem with. You know, we have a problem with watching one another. Uh, one, somebody that's up, we want to try to pull them down but I'm too strong to pull me down mm. you know mm. why do you think that is that black people are like that I call it Willie Lynch Willie I call Lynch. it the Willie Lynch syndrome I ain't gonna get into that no no you can't <laughs> but you had you, y'all y'all uh, go and google that go and google Willie Lynch and see how they turn black people against each other and stuff like that and it, it goes way back to slavery and that's that's a, a serious some serious stuff that they did to us. There's a Willie Lynch manifesto that you can go in and pull up and read it, and it'll enlighten you on a whole bunch of things that uh, 
why black people treat each other the way they do, you know. But uh, we we really in my in my eye we need to realize how strong we are and who we are and everything that 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 we do they do, you know. And we we just don't really realize that we bench pressing a thousand pounds and they bench pressing a hundred pounds. You know, gyms, <laughs> gyms. And <laughs> well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Mm-hmm. But uh, now nah, we definitely got to have another one of these talking about crypto. Oh, most definitely. Oh, so yeah. We, yeah. We, before this episode, man, we were talking big crypto stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, crypto and stocks. That's my thing. That's my thing now in my older age, I guess you can call me that. I'm not old yet. Y'all better not call me old. But I, I'm older. And that's one of the things that I'm doing now when um settling down is um, learning, learning the stock market and learning how to, you know, work with the cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> gems, gems, guy. Come on now. Come on. We don't just talk up. noise on this podcast. That's we we educate the community. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. But so, once again, you mind telling the people where they can find you? Um, well, you really can't find me. Nope. <laughs> that might be your answer. And, and I'm, I'm being, you can find me on, on IG, of course, but I'm, I'm really kind of... Um, What's the word I'm trying to use? Incognito? No, nah, I'm not really incognito. More, I'm just I'm, uh, I I don't accept anybody as a client anymore because I don't you know I don't I don't deal with the cats that they want to say, um, "Hey, bro, can you cut my hair today?" You know, I'm, I'm I got a gray beard. I'm a 55 year old man. You can't just approach me any kind of way. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I like respectful young men, respectful older men, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of I'm exclusive now and I really kind of screen people and see who I want to deal with. I don't just deal with anybody anymore. I deal with <laughs> Man, that's 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 goals. That's goals being able to do that in, yeah. in anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being so able to choose. The first thing I listen listen to is if uh, somebody uh, goes on my books here. Or something like that, and they they make a um, an appointment. I might I'll call them back, and uh, the first thing I is see how when I say hello, I see what they say, mm-hmm. and how they say it. I say hello, this is Donatello the barber, and if they say something weird, I'll be like, yeah, man, I'm not even cutting anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna even tell you a lie. I do it all the time. Yeah. You know, if they say something like, hey, hey, nigga, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, Brad, uh, what's up, man? Knowing that you see my picture on my book scene, you see that I'm an older gentleman, you know, and I need I need that respect, you know, so I don't deal with everybody. But you can go to Donatello's Booksy, Donatello's.booksy.net, and make an appointment with me. But just know that I'm going to be calling you. <laughs> and if you say something crazy, I'm not going to invite you over to my house. <laughs> uh, you can go to um, you can go to Bing, B-E-I-N-G, underscore Donatello and find me on IG. And there you have it, folks. Toxic Tangents, another one in the books. All right. Follow us on IG. As always, Toxic Tangents Pod. DM us if you got a problem with what we said. Or you want to leave a comment, ask a question, toxictangents at gmail.com. And we out. Peace.